This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing a wrap-up of Game of Thrones. (laughs) So, just a reminder, this show is basically needs one big gigantic trigger warning for everything, ever. So, be prepared for lots of violence, torture, incest, all the biggies. So, how would you like to begin? Would you like to discuss different families, or would you like to discuss um, big events throughout the series? I like big events. Let's start there. Um, P.S. There will be spoilers in this episode. So, if you haven't watched the entirety of it maybe do that before listening (laughs) you know i always love like the very last episode of game of thrones is the most watched episode in not only game of thrones history but like hbo's history so Uh that means that there's lots of spoilers that people spoiled for for themselves already (laughs) so i feel like spoiler warnings like you you brought this upon yourself that's true that's true so, first, I forgot to put this on the list, but I just remembered. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on Ned's death at the end of season one? Okay, I cried. I straight up cried. Because you thought he was going to be, like, your anchor throughout I, the series. I thought he was going to be the Tony Soprano of Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Although, Tony Soprano was, like not a good guy i just thought he was going to be like you said the anchor uh-huh so like even when the guy's like pulling on his like hood i'm like okay i'm getting a little nervous but they're not gonna do this right they're yeah they're not gonna do this to ned stark and then they did and then they did womp, womp. <laughs> and then With- i'm like oh okay so this show is all about we're gonna f- you <laughs> We're going to make you fall in love or fall in hate. Like, there are some characters, and we'll get to it, where I'm just like, the second I meet them, I'm like, like Daenerys' brother. Viserys. Viserys. As soon as I saw, saw him, I'm like, I can't wait until he dies terribly. I think you mentioned that in our first in our first Game of Thrones <laughs> episode. Re- yeah, oh, you I already like, said that. You can't wait for Viserys to die. And it took and everything he, in me not to be like, just you wait. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> when that happened, that was horrifying. Also, not possible because a wood fire does not get to the degree that it needs to get to just, melt. Just go with it. Just gold. This is the land of dragons. Anything is possible. Oh, thank you for reminding me. A world of <laughs> magic. So yeah, when Viserys dies terribly by getting molten gold poured over his head because he wanted, he was finally getting the crown that he yes. always wanted. Yes. That was so great. And it was one of those things like where it's horrible and that's a terrible way to die. But it's like, you've made someone so despicable that I don't care how bad it is. 
And was I correct in saying in our last episode that just when you think you can't you can't hate someone more than a particular character, oh, they come out and you hate someone more. See also yeah. Ramsey Bolton, um, Stannis Baratheon. That's the one whose little girl. He burned oh, his child. Oh. Okay, we're getting way ahead of oh, ourselves. Oh, here. and please. Anyway. I just want to say real quick about Viserys' death. This is the first proof for me that Daenerys is more than morally ambiguous. Like, she does not show any remorse. Right. At the time, maybe no. later, over his death. Like, oh, you thought you had dragon blood like me and you don't. Well, I guess you're dead now. Yeah. You shouldn't have burned if you were a real dragon. And then she ran around with a, with her own fresh gold crown on. That, that didn't happen. You see what happens? That didn't happen. That'd be funny, though. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> so... I guess you shouldn't mock the dead. But anyway, later, spoiler alert, she become, you know, like they give you hints. You, th I want, I was so rooting for Daenerys the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you free the slaves, you do all these good moves, but, like, all along the line, like, you're going to crucify people, you're going to do weird things, like, not, not necessarily your hero. Yeah, I, I was a little confused why everyone loved Daenerys, like, even from the beginning, and I know people are like, well, I knew she was bad from the start. No, really, like, I... Always had doubts about her, but everyone loved her so much. I'm like, okay, it's probably just... I'm not seeing something wonderful about mm. her. But it's really like, okay, you free the slaves, and then you leave. Like, how are you going to enforce this no more slaves um, proclamation if right. you don't stay there to freaking enforce it? Like, that's totally 100% behind freeing the slaves. But it's very privileged, well-meaning white lady to just think that will be the end of it. They'll <laughs> just true. listen to you because you are you told them no more slaves. Like, and then she, now, you like, the like the crucifixion and stuff like it. Right. And like her dragons just randomly burn that small kid. Of course, dragons are gonna dragon. But she's yeah. the mother of dragons so she should keep them in line. I'm just saying. Yeah, if she has, if she really does have this connection with the dragons especially drogon mm -hmm. whom she rides where she can somehow tell it what to do in a military way like okay you gotta swoop low so you don't get hit with arrows and whatnot mm -hmm. you would think she could also say like by the way like no babies children right. or women like only someone with a spear right i guess a baby could have a spear that would be difficult though <laughs> I'm not sure I saw one of those through the entirety of this series. Well, there's a lot, and a lot of it was half in the dark, so how do you know there wasn't babies with spears? <laughs> so I I have a lot more events than, than we can probably talk right, about. Right, yeah. So I'll just read, like, if you want to talk about it, stop me. Oh, okay, And good. if you don't want to talk about it, just be like, next. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the Battle of Blackwater Bay with the wildfire. I, in was, season two. Is that the last time that... Um, uh, the last time that Tyrion is really as smart as he'll ever get? 
Probably. Everything Probably. is downhill from there. Because that was amazing with the, what do they call it? The wildfire? Or the dra- the uh, wildfire, yeah. Wildfire. The green mm-hmm. explosion. That was amazing. That was great. I mean, I mean, visually it was amazing. And also it just seemed like, oh no, no, they're all, they're all screwed. They're going to get taken over. Bye. Yeah. But then you didn't, I don't, well, I didn't realize. Did you realize that, um... Uh, Daddy, uh, Daddy Lannister would be heading up the rear, like... Oh, I had forgotten about that, yeah. Um, what's his name? Tywin. Tywin. hmm Tywin just going, yep, everything's fine now. Now, it's still unclear to me, so Cersei was sitting on the Iron Throne with a younger Tommen, right? right? hmm And that poison, that, uh... uh Nightshade something night- or other. Nightshade, you know the you know the amount for sleeping, and you know the that was important because yeah. she knew there's a time where you just get past you pass out for a little while, and then there's the amount where it kills you. Right? Did she intend on killing Tommen or having them both go to sleep? Why is it that she was sitting on the throne with those two things with her? I think she was that if Stannis had walked into that room instead of Tywin, mm-hmm. that she was prepared to kill both of them. She okay. was prepared to herself okay. and Tommen. That's okay. what I think. I'm sure lots of people disagree. Yeah, it was it was seriously unclear. I, I'm I'm really not sure because she later said something w- like, "Oh, I would never hurt my children." But, but then again, you can't. That's the thing that's really messed up. You can't trust anything she says. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, how about season three, The Red Wedding? I believe you surreptitiously recorded me. <laughs> and we Not could, so surreptitiously. We could add something like that in. I, I just saw you, I, I saw, I periffed that you were recording me, and I'm like, oh, I hope, it's so, con- this show is so confusing that yeah. I'm like, oh, I hope I understand why this is important. That was a thought I had when I saw that you were recording me. Oh, wow. And I didn't know, I didn't really even know the phrase Red Wedding. So when I saw everyone was at a wedding, it didn't occur to me like, okay, this is the 9-11 of, you know, this season. (laughs) Right. Or something horrible is going to happen. Right. The the later name. Um, I did remark, and you giggled too much about my remark. (laughs) I was just like... This is a wedding, but this is the most drab wedding I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, Because man. they really, like, they underplayed it, you know? Yeah. They had it, like, indoors in that drafty old, uh, what, what castle or... Um, it was the, at the Twins, Walder Frey's establishment. Right. Um, but they start, I... I had wondered if you were gonna ask what the Winds of Castamere was, because at the beginning... Of, like, when stuff was about to go down, it said, um, the uh, musicians, the caption said, um, Winds of Castamere playing, which oh, is the, the song. Lannister song, which why would you be playing a Lannister song at a Frey Stark um, engagement? Right. So. Because the Freys and the Starks, at that, up to that point, were um, allies, right? Right. Got it. So, now do you remember when we were talking and I said, um, there is a character that was in the book that they hadn't yet introduced in the show and I wondered if they were going to bring it in as some sort of, like, what the fuck? 
yes. moment. Yes, yes. Okay. So there is a... Don't look over here. There is a character called Lady Stoneheart. Okay. Um, she's a fictional character in the A Song of Ice and Fire series of fantasy novels. I've heard of those. She is a revived Lady Catelyn Stark, possessing none of the empathetic or forgiving qualities Catelyn Stark did in her first life. Because Catelyn's throat had been brutally slit when she was murdered, Lady Stoneheart can barely speak. She is merciless in her quest for revenge, slaughtering anybody who has any association with those who were responsible for the Red Wedding in which she and her son Rob were betrayed and murdered. Wow. That's pretty cool. So I wondered if she was going to make some sort of appearance at some point, but that late in the series, it didn't seem likely. But I thought that would truly be like a what the f*** <laughs> kind of moment. Now, they, I don't know how they, I don't know how they would do this, but it'd be interesting if in the crypt, with the super safe crypt... Oh, my God. During the long night at Winterfell? Yes. <laughs> where the dead can live. Yes. And then the crypt started, like, coming up, you know, coming open and all these dead people. Uh-huh. Luckily, we don't see a beheaded uh, Ned, Ned Stark going after people. We just see what seems like very, very dead, old, old, old Starks. We don't see... But that would be, like... A way to work that in, maybe? Oh, potentially. But it sounds like this is more... What is the creature or person? Is it like a, a magical... It's sort of... Reanimated? Kind of like, you know, Uncle Benjen? Yeah, oh he, yeah, where he, he's half. Yeah, or um, like Jorah when he was half stone person, you know? Right, right. So, sort of like, she's half dead, but still, like... It's a really, yes, magic. But it seems like, uh, like I would rather have Uncle Benjamin's uh, disease because it seemed to give him, he was more like Blade, where he's half, Blade was half vampire and half human, <laughs> and instead, like, he had all the benefits of a human and then all the benefits of a vampire. I mean, that's the way you want to do it if you're, right. you're going to be half human, half vampire, yes. Um, okay, did you know that Joffrey's wedding is often referred to as the purple, the purple wedding? wedding. I, Which they don't. Do they call it that in the show? They do not. They do call okay. it the red. The red wedding is referred to in the show, but I don't. I think the purple wedding is like a fan created thing. Oh, like because like he a, turns purple. Like the game bowl. Yes, like the game bowl. Um, I was so happy to see. Uh, Joffrey die because he's a terrible human being who likes to torture people and he's terrible. Okay. I'm going to give you three names and uh-huh. I want you to rate them as oh, most horrible. Jesus. Okay. I-, I feel like I already know what you're going to say, but well, let's see. Okay. So we have um, Viserys. Okay. That's Daenerys' brother, right? Yes. Viserys. You know that F. Mary Kill? This uh-huh. is just kill, 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 but in okay. what order? Okay. So you have Viserys, you have um, uh, Bolton, uh, Ramsey, uh, Ramsey, Ramsey Bolton, Ramsey Snow. Yeah. Um, or Joffrey. Joffrey. Okay, Ramsey's on the top of the list. He He's got to go first. And most horribly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then Joffrey, Joffrey. Then Viserys. Then Viserys. Okay. Um, because you have a very clear, you have a very decisive answer, and I like that. Yes. 
<laughs> Ramsey, we will get to the glee I felt at Ramsey's death later in this episode. Oh, those good doggies, but anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> but this is also, I wondered if you would have any questions about, or any theories about who you thought had done it, because in the in the books it was clear who had poisoned Joffrey. Like, they did this whole build-up of, Oh, oh, they well, put it's that this older woman, right? They put yeah, Lady Olena, but the poison yeah. was in Sansa's necklace, necklace yeah. and somebody came up and like or maybe like, it was oh, her this, hair piece. Oh, this is or nice and takes off a jewel. Yeah. Yeah, which is the it. poison. Mm-hmm. So, but we don't learn that until later when Lady Olena's like tell Cersei, I want it. I want her to know it was me, like with right. her little Oh, right, right. poison drinking the wine with her little hood on and everything. Um so I definitely didn't think it was Tyrion because Tyrion wasn't so didn't make the bad choices that he later went on to yes, make like I don't yes. think he would be so obvious right as to do that so I didn't I didn't think that would happen I honestly just thought it would be like a um I mean obviously I just thought it would be a like a random person like even like part of the part of the the rabble the plebeian just like mm-hmm. someone in the kingdom who is just like you know what i'm gonna get a job uh doing catering <laughs> for king's landing for mm-hmm. this big wedding they need all these people in and oh this is the wine drip 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 here's your poison because I, I i just one of my cousins used to be a prostitute and heard what he did to those ladies right so right. no and why wouldn't Joffrey have a taster, by the way? Why wouldn't... It seemed like all of the royalty did not have tasters, which, in my understanding, which is not great, but it seemed like every monarch would have a taster to avoid this sort of poisoning aspect. Well, that is an invention they didn't have yet, right? Like, I don't think they had... They didn't have a printing press yet, mm, you know? Couldn't they, spread the word. They didn't have. Uh, they didn't have guns yet. I didn't have a taster. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so do you want to talk about the Wildlings versus the Night's Watch in season four, which is when Egret gets killed by Ollie, shot in the back with an arrow? That was very sad. That was sad. Do you want to talk about in season five, Daenerys's guards and the dragons versus Sons of the Harpy. Now that was a cool. The cool moment for me was at the very end when Daenerys like figures out like, okay, Drogon wants me to ride her because that's the first time I believe she rides Drogon. I think so. To to escape that like amphitheater, not amphitheater, but like Colosseum. Why wouldn't she have let at least Miss Andy? Get on the dragon with her. Like, would you get on a dragon? If I'm about to get killed by the sons of the harpy, yeah, I'm gonna take my, I'm gonna take my chances on the dragon. I just am. I still don't know how they got out of there. Were they escorted? How did that happen? Oh, it seemed like she... the 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 goal, the, the 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 target was Daenerys. So Daenerys leaves. And suddenly, they don't have. Right. They don't have the the will to go on and just kill all of the people close to her. Plus, didn't the dragons, like, roast a few of them? Were all the dragons involved in that? I can't remember. I think Drogon might have... No, maybe one Wasn't of them... Wasn't Drogon doing that thing, like, where he's like, 
just I'm doing my freelancing and backpacking through Westeros. (laughs) And my bros are like, you know, chained up. Unfortunately, yeah, that was sad. I didn't like. I didn't like the dragons chained up. I don't care that they were CGI. I still didn't like it. Yeah, I was was bummed out. How about the Battle of Hardhome? You know what the most terrifying thing of that was? Every part of it. When the Night King just slowly raises his arms and everybody who died just simultaneously got up and looked ready to fight again. Like, how terrifying is that? There was that one female wildling fighting and she was so fierce and intense i'm just like oh cool we we have another like awesome warrior i don't know if you remember her but she yes. was just like she was real, the one like, with the kids yes. and then she lost it when she saw that her kids had blue eyes oh and she was just so she was just such i mean to stand out among a whole bunch of fighters like you have to really you have to really try you know what i mean um, so, Hard Home. Hard Home. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely terrifying. You have, like, whenever you go into battle, any kind of military, like, I've, I've watched military documentaries and whatnot, and it seems to be all about numbers. Like, mm-hmm. there's many different way, uh, reasons that battles get won and lost. Sometimes te- uh, technology, if you have a certain kind of technology, but... Mostly it's about numbers. If Mm -hmm. you have the numbers, you win. Like, D-Day was successful partly because we just had, what was it, a million? So when the Allies landed on the beaches, they just, there were, they had the numbers to overwhelm the Germans. Yeah, there were lots of, obviously lots of deaths on both sides. But if you have the numbers, you can win. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you're dealing with a foe who can raise their own troops and the troops that you that died on your side how are you not it's completely a, unstoppable ab- unstoppable absolutely, absolutely unstoppable unless you have Arya Stark we're going to get to that oh yeah. my goodness um okay john's death were you expecting john's death i mean i i honestly just felt like that was one of those things like where this is this is some sort of red herring. Mm-hmm. He someone's going to wake up from a dream. Like I really didn't buy. It. I honestly didn't buy it. See, I had wondered because if I'm remembering correctly, the last of the books is the part where they kill him. I did not know from reading the books whether he survived or not. I guess oh, based on the internet and the memes that had gone around since I didn't watch between, like, season six and season seven. Yeah. So I I was curious how they were going to bring him back, which, do you want to talk about him coming back first, or do you want to talk about the Walk of Shame, or the Walk of Atonement first, Cersei's Walk of Atonement? Uh, let's go with what you want. Okay, so Cersei's Walk of Atonement. Yes. She had been held in the Sept... For a long time. Except of Baylor. Yes. For a long time because she is a terrible person. Well, that's true. And she was, um, you know, even though she never confessed to it, she um, was incestuous with her brother. She had had affairs. 
Um, she's basically a terrible person, but if she chopped up all chopped off all of her hair and walked naked through the streets, she could leave. She would still have to go to trial, but she could leave and, and go home. Hang on, I want to do something real quick. Uh-huh. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Okay. And you know how much I hate Cersei. Like, with yeah. the fire of a thousand suns. That oh, was dude. the one time I felt slightly sorry for her. Isn't that interesting that this show can do this for you? I, I don't know if I... Oh, well, we haven't... <laughs> like... When when Jamie, this reminds me of like when Jamie pushes Bran out of the window in right. the first episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this guy needs to die. Mm-hmm. He's on my list of here's who needs to die definitely. Mm-hmm. Like but, Arya's list, but your list. Cersei, Jamie, the Mountain. <laughs> Cersei, Jamie, the Mountain. I like that. Like. Did she keep repeating it because she was afraid she'd forget? Because that's not how revenge works. You just remember. You don't have to put, like, uh, an alert on your phone. Kill the mountain. Maybe she liked obsessing about it. (laughs) I mean, she does go on to be an assassin. That's true. But when... So I had this very definite feeling that I wanted Jamie to die. But then, like, when he gets... When he and Brienne get captured by... The brigands. Oh right. Um, Who do they get captured by? That was so long ago. Don't they turn out? I, I'm not sure who it is. I think they're Stark. They're Stark men. Um, and he gets his hand cut off. Right. I'm just like, I want him. I still want him to die, but like, you know, I I, I still I want him to be able to take revenge on the people who did that, and then. Yeah. And then he can get killed. Right. You want him to get his justice before people get their justice on him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Um, so John's resurrection, courtesy of Melisandra. The oldest woman who's ever lived. Apparently. I guess. So I, first of all. Yeah. John is dead. They don't burn his body. So is it the Targaryen blood we don't know about first that if we tried to burn him, he wouldn't burn? He does get burned by a lantern in the first or second season. I see. So it has been established that he can be burned. So why doesn't he turn into a zombie? It seems like if you don't burn the bodies, they just, the Night King can do his little abracadabra business and you just... But that's just it, right? Like, uh-huh. you have to... That's why That's why the Magnificent Seven, I know it was more than seven, went out to that weird little island where uh-huh. to, to, they needed to capture an army of the dead soldier and bring him back to Cersei to say, like, look, look how, look how effed up this all is. Um, I think you have to be within, like, the Wi-Fi radius... I see. ...of the Night King to, like... It's like, oh, I got two bars. I'm going to raise up from the dead. <laughs> but not like, I can't like attack you or run because I've only got two bars. Right? I see. So I feel like the Night King wasn't, didn't like, and also you have to raise your hands up in kind of a strange like Jesus-y savior sort of way, which is appropriate since he's raising the dead, which yeah. is just 
That's so creepy. It's because, so terrifying. Like when Jesus comes back from the 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 Christian mythology is when Jesus comes back from the uh, back the second time. The second coming of Christ is supposed to be like he's gonna come. He's gonna raise the dead. Are you saying Jesus is the night king? A little bit. <laughs> but kind of like the, the day king. The day, the day king. king. He's the day, day king. king. It's going to be like nice. I like it. Maybe we should call this episode Jesus is the day king. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get lots of complaints at least. Oh, man. Okay. Let's talk about Battle of the Bastards and Ramsey's glorious, glorious death. And by glorious, I mean I gloried in it, not him. Now, I was afraid that, I was afraid that he'd... Every time John's involved in a battle, he makes a critical mistake. He does. Like, everybody, let's follow the plan. And he's the first one to not follow the plan. What are you doing, John? Rickon is dead. That is a dead person. Don't even... You you try to save him, and you are risking your life. And the lives of everybody else behind you. Thank you, because they have to charge when maybe, okay, we can shoot a few more arrows into the... Into the front lines, mm-hmm. presumably. Oh, that was and, just so ill-conceived. And it looked like... See, at this point, we're, we're off the books. There's no more books, so nobody knows what's going to happen. Right. Like, it got up to the point where the Boltons had surrounded the Starks. Yeah. And it oh, looked and like all, all was said and done. Oh. Ramsey was going to win. They weren't even they weren't even doing the thing like where they go, "Okay, you're surrounded and we all give up." Uh, they weren't even doing no. that. They're just like, "We are going to suffocate you in the mud." Yes. And then dun here comes the Knights of the Eerie. Because of that falcon. Because of the falcon. The falcon, the Robin, the guy who got breastfed until he's like oh, 18. Oh, yes. Which evidently helps. I guess. He turned out <laughs> like a charming young man, I think. But, uh, yeah, Littlefinger uh-huh. um, and Sansa, well, Sansa was sort of involved, but Littlefinger in, um, convinced Robin of the Eerie, right, to mm-hmm. send the troops, like, okay, we can send the troops over. Sansa sent him a message saying, we need more troops. John didn't want to do that. Wait, I don't know. It's been a while since we watched that episode. But Sansa and Littlefinger were both there like, yeah, this is kind of like yeah. our deal. Yeah. This is kind of our deal. Yeah. There was a, you don't remember that moment where like Littlefinger shows up and Robin's like really inter- he's really fascinated by falcons and Littlefinger has a falcon. Oh, I didn't remember that. And all yeah. of Robin's like little like minions were like, uh, well, sire or whatever they, <laughs> whatever they call your grace, your grace. Uh, you can do this, you can do that, but you know, blah blah blah. And he's just kind of like checking out the falcon, like. Let's go with the guy who gave me the cool gift. (laughs) I enjoyed Ramsey's death so much. I enjoyed that Sansa essentially got to kill him. Did she she lift the levers on the cages of the dogs? I believe so. If not, that's how I'm choosing to remember it. Because I... I'm yeah, I'm I'm picturing it that way too. Like there's a kunk and like you see her hand go up maybe. <laughs> so the great thing about it was that and this is not great, but that he had starved his dogs for like a few days so that they would be famished to just like devour devour any prisoner that was put within their perimeter. So right. Ramsey thinks he's gonna be okay, he's their master. 
so he can, you know, tell them no and they'll listen. He goes, oh, me dogs aren't going to eat me now. I don't think that's what he sounded like. He went, hello. No, he didn't. <laughs> and Sansa says something like, well, you said yourself, you know, you hadn't feed these dogs in days. Do you think your orders will override their hunger or something like that? <laughs> right. And then as she just walks away, you hear him screaming and then she smiles. And I'm like, yes. I think I actually cheered at the TV because I wanted him to die so much. Like, more than Cersei. Can I just remind everyone that he was a vicious rapist at this point? Yes. Because that's absolutely deserving of every horrible thing that happened to him. Well, and he tortured Theon, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, well, no, that was Joffrey that shot the, the prostitute in King's Landing. I don't think Ramsay ever went to King's Landing. But he... He hunted down people, literally, in the forest. Yeah. He was a terrible person who deserved to die in exactly the way that he died. Yeah. So, let's talk about the end of season six where Cersei blows up the damn sept and Tommen walks out a window. Let's talk about that. What was more <laughs> effed up? Killing everyone in the set. Like, Cersei reaches a new level of terrible, becomes queen, and seems to show, correct me if I'm wrong, seems to show no remorse that... That Tommen is dead? Yeah. She shows no remorse over the death of her... Well, Cersei, at this point, has three children. Joffrey, dead. Marcella poisoned by the women of Dorne. Oh, that was sad. And Tommen walks out a window after... I'm still wondering if he thinks Cersei died in that as well. That, And that's why he ultimately walked out the window because he had lost Marjorie and Cersei, not knowing that Cersei herself had stayed behind in King's Landing. What do you think? I think Marjorie would be enough of a reason to kill himself. And also, wasn't the mountain posted outside his door? Yes. To keep him from going? Yes. The mountain and Cersei, like, Tommen knows they are inseparable. True. Okay. So if the mountain is guarding me, I mean, he would have to do some, like, mental, um, you know, acrobatics in his head, right? Like, Mm -hmm. somehow the mountain's in charge of the fact that this was going on. I just, you know what? In a way, I just like at face value, because at face value, I like that, I I almost like that nothing was explained. No one, like, the like. well, I don't think the mountain could do this at that point, to actually speak. Can't remember if he turned into a zombie at that point or not. I think by that point, yes, because by that point, Marcella had been poisoned, and the reason... She poisoned her was because her lover had been defeated by the mountain and killed. But the mountain had also been injured at that time and had oh, to right. be like right, right. Dr. Frankenstein by um, by Master uh, Kyburn. Kyburn. With yeah. a Q. Yeah. As I've later found out. So, all so anyway, what I'm saying is like I like at face value just like there's that, there's that quietness that happens right before he decides to kill himself. And I like, I like the idea that, like, he thinks everything's fine in his life, except, like, the, the threat, the threat now is now, is now gone. 
Cersei's fine, but his wife just died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just, there's that quietness where he's just like, decides he can't go on and quietly takes off his throne, his throne, he, he quietly takes off his crown and then just steps, steps out the window and just jumps. And see, I think that Cersei didn't take that into consideration when she made this plan. She thought even if Marjorie died, she, Cersei, would be enough of a support system to Tommen that he would just, you know, come to heal and do whatever she wanted him to do. Um, so once, once he dies, I think she's just sort of, she doesn't have that anchor of her children to really keep her you know, in some form of, like, rational existence. So now it's like, all bets are off, people are going to die, you know, no take no prisoners, this is going to be really brutal. Which I find it interesting, sorry, that people, everybody, including myself, were like, I can't believe Daenerys just torched King's Landing. Meanwhile... When Cersei blew up the Sept, that had a blast radius too, and like affected a large chunk of King's Landing. But nobody really like. I don't think people make that comparison. Which to me, I don't know. I guess Cersei's bad enough. You don't really have to single out that one aspect. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely concentrate. She, she's a terrorist, by the way. Can we say that? Like, yeah, Cersei's a terrorist. Like, there's a. Uh, probably the most amount of people would want to be there, like, just looky-loos and whatnot. Right. And people who weren't even... The queen's going to be on trial. Who doesn't want to show up for that? I'd show up for that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'm sure, like, that must have had a devastating effect on the, you know... And certainly, like, uh, the the roles of the people who died... It, it'd be like, uh... It'd be like blowing up like uh like a a joint session of congress or something right you know like not just the amount of people is terrible but like it's all people in power yeah so like what does that do to the the town that's just so cersei's like the aliens and mars attacks ack ack um okay how about the frozen lake battle the one I love this. You, that was so can you describe can you describe it though? So John and Tormund and Jorah. The, Jorah, the mount uh, not the mountain, the hound, Beric Dondarian. The one eyed guy who got that, resurrected that's like Beric Dondarian, yeah. Nine times? Seven Something times? like that. Um they are on a mission there's to more. sorry, there's more, but yeah. They're on a mission to um, capture a white so that they can take it to King's Landing. Well, first take it to Daenerys and then take it to King's Landing to be like, hey, ladies, love you, love your work. Um, We have this (laughs) really big problem in the north and it's just getting worse. Come help us first and then we'll help you with with your war. We just need to defeat the larger threat here. Right. It'd be like taking a sample of the water in Flint, Michigan. Yes. Like, look how terrible this is firsthand. You need to see this. Right. You know how bad it is. And they don't have clean water anyway. That's maybe a bad 
example. I'm just saying, like, government's really not... They still do not. Well, the government did a Cersei and, and just said, like, well, we'll see if this gets bad enough to affect us. Well, maybe a castle will come crumbling down on the government. Wow. So, um, I like... Can I just say right here that I love this episode because... We learn about all of these people almost without, almost to a person, we learn about all of them separately, including Daenerys, who la who later, spoiler, saves the day. We learn about all of them kind of in a separate way. Like, mm -hmm. Jorah is this, like, you know, amazing warrior, and then, like, John is this, you know, guy who does good stuff. They just gather together, like the Magnificent Seven, they gather together all these, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, amazing warriors to, like, band together. There's probably no other reason they would all be together in the same place. The Hound would probably... He kind of... He might be the most nihilist... Uh, uh, nihil, uh, nihilistic. Mm -hmm. Nihilistic? Nihilistic. I'm not sure. Nihilistic, nihilistic of the group, where he just he just doesn't he just doesn't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just doesn't care. I um, I really enjoyed it as well. It was it was terrifying because again, like you have no idea. What, all all of those main characters could die right now. We don't know because this show likes to to fuck with us. Um. But, so Daenerys comes in with two of her dragons, right? Because one's... Three. three. Right? Oh, right, yeah. All three of them. Yep. And yeah. the Poor Night Viserys. King or one of the White Walkers Night throws King. an I ice spear... Against the Night King. At the... At Viserys, at right? At Viserion. Viserion? Yes. Sorry. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Um, and he crashes into the frozen lake, and it's very sad. That was sad. Um, thankfully, Daenerys is able to save the day. Um, and by they rescuing the warrior, all but John. All but John. Um, climb aboard Drogon, which, by the way, if you're Daenerys, is really you have to be a um, Targaryen to ride a dragon. It seems, uh -huh. but if you're a Targaryen, um, you can still be like the bu the public bus. <laughs> and non-Targaryens can get on the bus. So, John later gets rescued by Uncle Benjen, which is how we learn he's like half uh, white but half human. Right. But here's the thing that we talked about that bothered us is they drag Viserion out of the frozen lake with chains. They have chains somehow. Saying and that the whites can't go underwater, which is why being on an island is supposedly safe. Right. So how did they get the dragon attached to the chains? Did they have and Uncle Benjins who were half human <laughs> who were like, yeah, for a job, I'll go down there in my... And they're somehow scuba suits, I guess. Yeah. And then, like, one of the last shots is the dragon's eye opening, and it's blue. And I was like, I knew it was going to be blue. And so now we have zombie dragon. But can we just say right here, though, that, like, that is one of those Dungeons & Dragons-esque uh, things. Like, 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 okay, are we safe from this dragon? Are we safe from this dragon? The, 
the the heroes are trying to creep past the dragon in its <laughs> dragon keep, and then the dragon's eye pops open. Right, right. <laughs> they use that really well. So, do we want to talk about the Battle of Winterfell, the darkest episode of television ever recorded? Tell me what you think of this very dark episode. I thought... I genuinely thought, especially since the the episode before, we got like a nice little, everybody is happy together and they're you know drinking together and celebrating their win as you right? do. Um, I genuinely thought for a second that everybody was going to die and the Night King would end up on the Iron Throne. Like they, they played, it seemed like there was no way out. They played it that way too, right? Yeah. Uh, there were. Um, what was the what was the phrase the filmmakers or the makers used at the very end in that take a look at this episode at the end of, at the very end of the episode there's like a, a look inside the episode mm-hmm. kind of a mini featurette mm-hmm. and I think they called that moment where like you can see Brienne and there's like surrounded by ten yeah. you know. 10 enemies and you see Tormund surrounded by all these enemies atop a pile of bodies and yeah I think they they called it like the the everything's going to hell shots for each for each oh, of our yeah. heroes like it didn't it didn't seem like like they could possibly survive there was there was no way especially since everybody dying was just getting right back up and fighting against them and if you were waiting for Jon Snow to come in and be the hero because, you know, he was the logical go-to guy to put an end to mm-hmm. the Night King. Like, he was just pinned down by uh, Viserion, the the dragon, the, the zombie dragon. Uh-huh. The zombie dragon just kind of, like, freaking out and going through its death throes or whatever, but just... Right. John was just pinned down and couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know who was kind of a hero that day? Who's that? Lady Liana Mormont. Oh my goodness. How could I forget about this moment? Oh my god. That's so great. She did not give a single damn. She was there for her the honor of her house. She would have been a Klingon. The honor of her house, the glory, everything. And she just stabbed that giant right through his eye, killed him dead. Love her. And that that giant was, I believe, Wanwan. I believe so. By virtue of the fact that his other eye was uh, was all messed up, which was also interesting bookend. That was the place he died the first time he died when he was a living creature. Right. Oh yeah, because of... Ramsey's people yeah. killed him. Man, screw Ramsey. I'm glad Did, he's dead. Ramsey actually shot the last bow that went through his eye. I believe you're correct. Yes. And that was the last. The last thing he did, because he even when he's like porcupined up and he and one one has all like all arrows in his back, I'm still uh-huh. thinking, okay, he can deal he's with this. He's a giant. How many pins do you have to put in a human being and before right. they die? <laughs> I'm right there with you. But the ultimate hero of Winterfell, Seven Kingdoms, your heart, my heart, yes, Arya Stark, Amazing. killer of the Night King. Boom! It was awesome. That was absolutely amazing. 
Do you think she was? Do you think she was dead when the Night King grabbed her throat? I thought she was totally dead. I thought he was about to kill her. Dropped the knife, which was her plan all along. Yep. Amazing. I loved seeing the reaction videos of people watching it and seeing her do like the cheers that erupted from everything. Every video I saw, it was like goosebumpy. It was so great. Absolutely. And I'm so glad it was her and not John. Yeah. Because she's an assassin. She has the ability to sneak up on the Night King and kill us. <laughs> That's what we needed. Yes. I'm sorry. Abs- you said abs- you just had one thing to say. Absolutely. No, it's okay. So, we see a high point in Drogon's character character arc. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm, I'm acting as though a dragon can have a character arc, which he did. So, Drogon... Mm-hmm. This uh, wild animal mm-hmm. that gets hatched by the mother of dragons, of course. He grows up. He becomes a teenage dragon. Like Daenerys is trying to be like, uh, trying to get her dragons to be like, no, it'd be cool with each other. Like trying to shush them or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one it was, but one of them turns around and just kind of gives her like a rawr. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do. And she's like, oh, like for the first time, kind of like, okay, these are getting like. These creatures are getting dangerous to me, probably. Although, what are they going to do? They're going to have to scratch her to death because she's fireproof. But anyway, Jora comes up and goes, and goes, these are, you know, essentially says, these are wild animals. Like, you can't, you can't treat them like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't expect them, you know. And she's like, no, I'm the mother of dragons, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the Battle of Winterfell, when Arya does her, her final Night King, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And, and then the whole army, the whole army falls down. Jorah, you know, in a poetic way, like that's when he give he gives up when he realizes, okay, cool, I don't I, threats over. Yeah, yeah, he's able to sort of give in to death, which he was evidently like right on the verge of dying anyway. So he finally collapses, and then like you know we have this very emotional scene with Daenerys, and she's like like crying over um, over Jorah. And then Drogon comes in and, like, shows, like, real emotion and kind of, like, you know, gives her as much of a little enormous dragon hug as a dragon can give. Like, kind of proving (laughs) that Jorah was wrong about... Right, yeah. About the emotional state of a dragon. True. I was going to say, it could also be, like, um, you know, people who, who want to have, like, a... Like a mountain lion or a tiger for a well, pet or something. It doesn't go well. Yeah, like it's it's fine when they're little and and manageable, but once they get to a certain age or size, wild animals are gonna wild animal, you know. Absolutely. So, um, so <clears throat> Arya saves the day, and there was much rejoicing through the land. Honestly, I would have been fine with with well. Maybe if they switched where that could have been, like, the finale, the end of the whole show. And could we have. get we get the Cersei scenes earlier, but then they would have to be, it would have to be different. I really would have liked to, to have ended on Arya killing the Night King. That was epic. The Night King just seems like a more, because at no point do I go, oh, poor Night King. Right, like, right. Like, I thought, like, oh, okay, we're all going to have to band together. I figured, like, somehow the dragons were going to be like, 
everybody on our backs, everybody on our backs who like right. like we got we got your <laughs> Brian, we got like you know uh, Jon Snow, everybody get on a dragon. We're just going to like you know fall back to King's Landing. Although there's lots of there's lots of, you know, fans who just want to like get rid of all of all of the eighth season and like start over, which I think is ridiculous. I think Battle of Winterfell was really good. It was really good. It was good. hard to see at points, at a lot of points, but it was so good, I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the Battle of King's Landing. Did you expect that to happen? I did not. I well what what do you what are you asking if I expected to happen that there would be okay. a battle at all or that how the battle went down Good question. So I thought so there's two sides to this. I thought that Cersei's um army as it was, Cersei and uh, Euron's forces as they were were pretty evenly matched. Mhm. It felt like it could kind of go either way at first cuz you have you now have like, you know, because you're on like sucker punched, uh, Rhaegon, uh, Rhaegon, Rhaegon, I think, um, the dragon and killed and him. and Dragonstone, which, yes, yeah, which was just that's that's why Euron had to die too. That's a punk move right there. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he died, and I'm kind of glad that <laughs> that Jamie was able to do it himself. Yes, I agree. The Kingslayer, it's appropriate. The Kingslayer slays a king, another king, although he's a fake king. But anyway, so I thought like, well, they have the, the those scorpions, those um, those amazing oh, like the crossbows, but gigantic, the gigantic crossbows, which you can somehow perfectly wield in any direction you want. Which and I there's don't get one that. on every ship. Yeah, and like every thirty meters of, of, <laughs> around the around the castle, and none of them hit uh, Drogon, the last right. surviving dragon. Um, so I thought like, oh, well, this is going to be a pretty good battle. And then all of a sudden, there's no battle. There's no battle. Right. So there's, is it going to be a battle or not? Okay. 20 minutes in, uh, we don't, there's, there's no battle. I did not expect three hours of dragon fire over innocent babies and children. (laughs) Yeah. See, and I think I said this to you, like after we watched this is, Daenerys, if Daenerys was a a good leader, right. what she would have done is fly over to the Red Keep on Drogon, torch the absolute crap out of Cersei and Cersei's followers and Cersei's minions and whatever. Right. I mean, yeah, burn the whole keep down. That's fine. Then you install yourself as queen, and then you hire local workers to rebuild your keep, and they'll love you because you got rid of Cersei and didn't dragon fire their entire city to literal ashes like how is she supposed how are people supposed to respect her or love her if they killed if she killed everybody yeah i mean do do you buy that she went she, she becomes the mad queen at that point i don't know about the mad queen i think there have been enough enough signs throughout the series that she would be a tyrant that she would be like a i don't know if you can apply dictator to that sort of like that era or whatever but like 
she wasn't going to be a benevolent queen. That wasn't going to happen. No. Um, I didn't think at the end where she's <clears throat> like, well, go to, you know... Dorne and Dorne Winterfell. Dorne and Winterfell and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, well, the, these are already places that you've freed. Like, yeah. why... Are you just going there to torment them some more? Like... She was so good at conquering... So she's not a... She's established... I think that she's not a great, um, she's not a great queen, but she is a great, you know, conqueror. Yes. But even in King's Land, but in Westeros, she sucked as a conqueror. <laughs> she did because she didn't, she didn't know what she was getting into. She think, she, I believe that she thinks everywhere is the same that all she has to do is just go in and people will automatically just bow down and worship her figuratively and literally see i i disagree because i think like when she went into uh it was marine when she went into marine Mm -hmm. she took over by firing um shackles like here look you don't need these you know as symbolizing like you're free now like if uh-huh. if you want like let's overtake the masters and blah 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 with the dothraki like she had to like prove herself as like the you know the the cow not even the khaleesi she had to prove herself as the cow by slaughtering all of the other <laughs> the other potential cows when she burned down the big the big hut where all the leaders were. Yeah, I'm saying that's a warning sign of things yet to come. But she, well, it is a warning sign. But at the same time, I feel like the the Dothraki are going to respond to power and violence, and the slaves responded to the slaves of Marin, Marine, Marine, responded to we're going to, you know, we're going to overcome the the masters. Like, she had a plan for each of the places she went into except King's Landing. Her plan of winning over the people were to slaughter them all. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I see your point. Like, the, yeah, slaughtering slaughtering all of the cows is bad <laughs> and, a, and a sign of bad things to come. But um, how else to gain yourself an army of Dothraki? True. Which, by the way, all died at Winterfell, I thought. Not all. Well, but we learned not all because there were some at King's Landing. That just seemed rather convenient, I think. <laughs> you know, the most, the most, the Dothraki, the Dothraki uh, were over 100,000 Yeah. in the very beginning. And then, so if you saw, like, there were like 10,000 Unsullied. And then maybe 50,000 Dothraki. Anyway, by the time we get to King's Landing, there's just probably the most conservative of warriors <laughs> left. I knew that Danny would have to die when, I mean, Tyrion made sure to tell her like five times if they ring the bells, they're. You know, that's their surrender. Don't set Please fire to remember. the... Yeah. yeah. And she heard the bells, and you could see the change on her face, like, <laughs> this city, I'm burning it to the ground. And I was like, okay, yeah, now she's, now she's got to die. If you want to kill your enemies, that's fine. 
but you want to kill every Tom, Dick, and Harry in King's Landing, now we're going to have a problem. This has been said before by other people, but Tyrion said exactly that during his trial before he escaped and killed his lover and father. Said what? I wish I had enough poison to kill every one of you in King's Landing. True. <laughs> he did say that. He did say that. No, he was But he very saved angry. the whole town. He did. He did have, I think that his intentions in his heart of hearts, he really loved that, that town, I think. I agree. I don't think he wanted it to, um, he obviously didn't want it to all be burned or poisoned. <laughs> So after the Battle of King's Landing, the the Red Keep collapses on Jamie and Cersei and Which is a, it's little a little disappointing. A little unsatisfying. I would like to have someone deliver the fatal blow like in person and not dragon crashing down the, the keep. Okay, let me let me ask you this. Yes. Here's your choices. Cersei and Jamie die as is. Okay. Okay, just being the roof coming down on you or right before the the ceiling comes down Arya comes out of nowhere and blah stabs her does she escape and, and survive nope nope they all hmm. die <laughs> now I want I want an adventures of Arya the assassin spinoff you're never getting that <laughs> I would like that but no one's getting that so Cersei and Jaime are dead yes um, Varys is dead because he betrayed Daenerys and she toasted him up. Um, before, yeah. That was before King's Landing. Um, so now Daenerys is alive. Grey Worm is executing Lannisters in the streets. Because they're not defeated enough. Right. So then the ultimate scene in the throne room, Daenerys gets to touch the throne. But does she ever sit in it? She does not. Technically, it's hers, though. For that one moment, I guess. Or is it ever really hers now that we know that John is the rightful heir? So it's not hers, it's his. That's true. So my only, my only thing that I want to say about this, in this particular moment, is when John, when John kills her, mm-hmm. sorry, Sorry, I took that away from you. If that's no, where you're that's going. fine. So John kills her. After say, so there's two. Well, okay, I lied. There's two things I want to say. When he goes, you will always be my queen. I think that's the last thing he says yes. before he plunges the knife in. I was rolling my eyes as he was saying that, so I missed the first stab in. <laughs> so when I came to, I'm staring at the. I looked at you like, what? What just happened? He's killing her. And they did this shot in such a way that at first you weren't quite you weren't quite sure who was killing who. Maybe Daenerys was killing John for see, betraying I, him. Maybe I need to see that again. Or maybe John is killing her because she's a monster who destroyed an entire city. Um. Yeah. So go ahead. My second thing. Is that John killing her fulfilled her wish to destroy the wheel? She kept saying, oh, let's, yeah. let's destroy this wheel of tyrants that just keep coming in and keep being this horrible thing. Because if she did become queen, 
somehow. If she, she was, yeah. she would have become this horrible. Uh, here's the next tyrant. But because John killed her, he fulfilled her wish to destroy the wheel, and now we have some form of uh, representative government. We have Bran becoming the the king, which you know is probably not not the most popular, not the most popular, but certainly the one devoid of the one most likely to make decisions based on uh, fact and logic and rationality. Okay, a couple of things. Okay. First, the saddest part of the whole episode for me was after um, John had killed Daenerys and Drogon realizes what has happened. Oh, my mama. And he goes over there and nudges her like he's a big puppy. Like a dog. Wanting to, to know, Mom, wake up, Mom. Wake up. It was like very... Simba, Mufasa, Lion King. That was some great... It was so sad. I don't mean this in a facetious way. That was great acting. The animators who made that happen did some great acting. Because you have to, even if if you're in control of, like, the CGI Mm -hmm. dragon, like, there's no, there's no, there's not, like, you know, an instant, uh, perfect, you know, there's no dragon software... To give you perfect dragon acting. <laughs> There's not dragon act. Dragon act. That's not a thing. Anyway, really great acting. And I have a couple of things to say about King Bran. Which we we will not be using the name that was bestowed so on him. <laughs> he, Tyrion calls him Bran the Broken. Which to me, first of all, is just a <laughs> name. And second of all, they had the one of the only disabled characters in the entire show deliver this ableist <laughs> line. Right. And you have the Raven King sitting right there for the taken. How cool would Raven first of his name, Bran the Raven King. I would I would be That's way great. more in support of a Bran the Raven King. How about Bran the f- <laughs> up? Is that uh <laughs> But my problem with Bran as the king is, like, earlier in the season, one of the characters was like, well, Bran, what do you, you know, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't want. And it's like, well, you have to have some wants. You have to want things for your kingdom. You have to want peace. You have to want prosperity. Ah, but that is is not what you asked of the three-eyed raven. I... I'm being indignant right now. Will you just let me have this? Please, go ahead. So, um, and then he just likes to go out and randomly warg into animals. Like, I understand he's trying to track down Drogon, who flew away with Danny's body to who knows where. We have no idea. Mm. He's just playing Raven Simulator. Well, what I'm saying around. is, you know, you have an entire town to rebuild. You have treaties that need to be reestablished because you're the seven you're the six kingdoms now, not the seven kingdoms. What's your relationship to like Winterfell and the North gonna be like there's a lot of things that he needs to be doing other than I'm gonna warg into a bird and go find Drogon. Like, no, take care of your people first, sit in on the council. Like I just I do not like him as king at all. I mean, I can understand 
finding where Drogon is, because clearly Drogon has the power to kill everyone. I mean, that's valid, but... If there was a nuclear weapon that had a brain, and that brain was upset with you, and it was just flying around. It just seems like... I mean, okay, if that's the case, then don't make him king. Make him like the... The maester or the, the master of whisperers or something. Secret, the secretary of dragons. Yeah, something. <laughs> but if that's going to be his primary activity, then he doesn't need to be king. Although I did like to see that Podrick got promoted to Sir Podrick. Because he was the one that's pushing true, him yeah. around in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I know that that town is not compliant with the WDA, the Westerosi Disability Act. Thank you very much. <laughs> How is Bran supposed to get around everywhere? And or is Podrick going to have, like, arms of steel? He's going to warg into Patrick? Podrick? And give him the power he needs? Well, Podrick is still, you know, he's not... He still has enough mental capacity... That he, I don't think he could be warged into easily. Oh, is that why, is that why Hodor could be warged into? Because, see, that's like. Hodor was sad. Hodor is sad. Also, it's weird that Bran caused Hodor to be. Yeah, he like used to be gran- Willis, yeah. It was like that grandfather, the grandfather uh, paradox mm-hmm. of time travel. Yeah. Like, Bran caused this to happen, and then. Hodor became the primary caretaker, almost, of Bran when he couldn't walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is very strange. Yes. Um, anyway, we're getting in the weeds. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about disability portrayal, but we kind of did, like, Tyrion naming Bran, Bran the Broken. Jamie had that... I don't think Jamie had the golden hand by the time... He didn't get it in the first two episodes, so we didn't talk about it last time. Right, yeah, that was later. Which is really significant because, you know, poorer people are either going to die because of an infection in the um, amputated he hand. He could have, too, by the way. He, he got could, his... But I'm saying he was rich and he survived and he got a fancy hand. Right. Just some random Westerosi person is probably going to die after somebody chops their hand off. Uh, Cal, Cal Drogo. Died from like a paper cut. <laughs> th- th- sorry, that's from Key and Peel. Oh, that's the Key and oh. Peel. <laughs> I'm not gonna do my impression of them doing that, but, but yeah. that's a great, that's a great thing to watch. But anyway, Cal Drogo died of just getting cut. Yeah. In a pretty simple way, not getting something amputated. Amputation is a pretty big deal. You have to have enough skin to go around. Like, like you can just bleed out if you don't yeah. have enough leftover tissue. tissue yeah um so yeah we already kind of talked about disability portrayal and since we're over an hour now we're just gonna kind <laughs> of say that that was wrapped up in what we already talked about um i will say a pop culture reference i now understand better is that gif of um the night king where he's sort of like shimmying but it's really this scene where he's like raising the dead up for the first time so not only is his arms and shoulders going up, but his hips are going back and forth at the same time, and his head kind of stays in the same place. Like, you want some of this? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, I just want to say, I'm just so glad we can we can end this. 
But I'm just so glad that they never had the Night King or any of the whites speak. Oh my god, that would have been terrifying. Jon Snow. Anything. If they said one word, it would have all been ruined. They should have sounded like ice cracking. That should have been their voices. If they had them. I think they may have roared. There may have been some sort of sound they made. Like, that would have been cool if they were just like, I agree. But then, yeah, with ice cracking sounds. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think that about wraps it up. Yes? You can find us on a bunch of platforms, and we're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. You can find a lot of great shows there, so be sure to check that out. As for us, just go to WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be watching The Watchmen. It's just Watchmen, not The Watchmen. Did I say The Watchmen? I can't not say it that way. <laughs> I do have a question for you, though, real quick. Uh-huh. Who watches The Watchmen? <laughs> I think that's where I get that from. Anyway, thanks for listening.